Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. I am your host, Kat Mead, owner of The Yin Method. In this episode today, I wanted to have a look through our seven main chakras and talk a little bit about how we can affect our chakras within a yin yoga practice. So last week we spoke about the microcosmic orbit, which is really all about directing or bringing energy upwards uh, using our governing vessel and our conception vessel energy channels in the body. This week, the chakras, it's kind of a similar thing, but it's a different, I guess, lineage of information and a different way of working with energy to bring our energy upwards into the higher realms, I guess, um, if you want to put it that way. So let's start. Well, actually, I'm just going to go through each of the seven main chakras. I'm going to start at our base and go all the way to the top. And along the way, I'll offer in some poses, yin yoga poses that can be useful to help these chakras to be activated and working well. So a chakra itself can be thought of as a wheel of energy. And we want this wheel to be spinning well within our body so that we can draw energy upwards through each of our chakras. So we start at our base. And this is Muladhara Chakra. So sometimes it's called root, sometimes it's called base. The color associated with this chakra is red. And the Bija Mantra is Lam. So when we work with this chakra and working within a yin yoga practice, we might find it useful to visualize this color red and to almost chant this mantra of Lam in our mind to help really kind of activate or let this chakra know that we're thinking of it and that we're working with it. Muladhara can be thought of as the abode of Kundalini, so energy, Kundalini, life force, energy. It's our home of our inner potential. This is our... uh, connection with the world. It's where our abundance lives. It's our ability to put down roots. It's where we can affirm that our world is safe and enjoyable for us. So Muladhara, our root or base chakra, is really associated with security, survival and safety. Some poses that can be really useful for this chakra. So it's located at the base of our spine. That's very broad, but um, I'm just going to keep this quite simple. A squat or a malasana pose can be really useful here. Or just a caterpillar forward fold. So a seated legs straight out in front forward fold can be really useful for activating and working with Muladhara Chakra. Our second chakra, so moving upwards, we move to Svadhisthana. And this is our sacral chakra. The color associated with it is orange. And the Bija Mantra is Vam. Now, Svadhisthana is thought of as where one dwells. So this is the store of all of our previous experiences. This is where our karmas live, our samskaras, our unconscious habits live here. 
So unconscious habits are like these instinctive behaviors are all held within this sacral chakra Svadhisthana. So some poses that we can use here. I would usually use something like deer pose or something like shoelace pose. So Svadhisthana is the sacral area, so lower, lower abdomen. Um, so really poses that are going to focus on this area. So I'll do things that are associated with the hips or the lower belly. So deer pose, shoelace pose, I find really useful for working with Svadhisthana. All right, moving at lightning speed, <laughs> we are moving up to Manipura Chakra or our solar plexus chakra. The color is yellow. The mantra is Ram. This can be thought of as the city of jewels. This is where our fire lives. And you can think of this fire as being like the digestive fire that regulates processes of our life to nourish our entire body, our entire being. Manipura chakra is located in the spine behind our navel. And I really love this visualization we can find here of Manipura as being like an effervescent flame that is just kind of held around this orange or yellow jewel within our belly or our navel. This is associated with vibrancy and vitality, with passion. And some poses that I really like to use here are things like dragon pose. You know, fire-breathing dragons is often the looks I get from people in class when I teach this pose. Um, mermaid pose is really great too. So mermaid pose, we're lying sideways over a bolster and it opens up this side waist area that is associated with this chakra. Moving on up, moving on up to number four, Anahata chakra. This is our heart. Its color is green. The mantra associated with it is yam. This is the abode of the soul. It's located behind our heart in our spine, and this is where we find free-flowing love. Um, and really from here, well, from Manipura, we can start seeing these higher realms. So from here, we can start seeing our pathway, I guess, to up towards this universal connection that we'll get to soon. Anahata, I'll usually use a pose, something like a supported bridge. I might use a sphinx pose or something that's really going to open the chest. So you might just even do melting heart pose, Anahatasana. And so there's this really nice quote from Patanjali and he says, the Atma, which is the higher self. So the Atma is realized by reflection at the heart center. And it can be a really beautiful thing to, if you're a teacher, introduce into your class if you are teaching a chakra class. Next, we move on up to Vishuddhi Chakra, our throat chakra. The color associated with this is blue. The mantra is Ham. And this is located in our spine behind our throat. And our throat chakra relates to purity or having a state of purity. It relates to harmony, understanding, peace, connection. And we deal, obviously, with sound and vibration here. So... It's really important, and this is something I really need to work on and have been trying to work on, especially over the last 10 months or so. It's really important to speak your truth, and even if that's just speaking your truth to yourself. 
It's about communicating well and again with yourself or with others, communicating courageously. And this is where we express ourselves. So you'll find that repressed emotion, repressed anger can really lock down your throat chakra and you can find a lot of tension in your neck and throat uh, if you have issues here. A yin yoga pose that I really like to use here is just a reclined supported butterfly pose. You might also do a reclining chest opener over over a bolster, but really mindful of keeping your neck and your head supported when you uh, do poses like this. So yes, we want to open up through the throat chakra and the body, but we also want to support ourselves here. All right, this brings us right on up to our seventh, sorry, no, I've skipped one. (laughs) We are coming to our sixth, sixth chakra, Ajna, so our third eye chakra. The color associated with this chakra is white and the mantra is Om, A-U-M, the sound of all that is. The third eye chakra is thought of as an inward looking eye. It allows us to go on an inner journey of awakening and often if I'm going to do a chakra specific class, I'll actually put Ajna first because it helps us to open this space so that we can move inward and start seeing what's happening in our body, within our energy, right from the start of class. And that helps us to see and open up and activate through all of the rest of our chakras. When we start to open our third eye, we start to see the truth hidden behind illusion, which in yogic philosophy is called Maya. So Maya is an illusion. And Maya is actually a really cool thing, I think, to meditate on and to start letting yourself sit and see the truth behind illusion. Now, Ajna Chakra can be a funny one to work with because it's our third eye. It's the space between our eyebrows. There's not really a yin yoga pose that is going to affect this area. So if I'm going to work with Ajna, usually I'll do it in child's pose. Obviously, in our body, we're not really focusing on uh, physical sensation within yin that's going to be getting into Ajna here. But when we're in child's pose, and especially if we're working with this chakra, we are letting ourselves be supported. So forehead will be either on the floor or on a block or on a bolster. So it's placing a little bit of pressure on this third eye area to help to activate this chakra. All right, now we're going up to our seventh chakra. Now, this one is not really located in the body. This is Sahasrara chakra or our crown chakra. This is symbolic of universal oneness. This is the I am. This is like a drop in the ocean that comes back to a whole. So sometimes our life can make us feel separate. It can make us feel separated from ourself, from our energy, from our loved ones, from the world, from whatever it is. But, and so we become that drop. So you see that drop, you know, you might visualize that drop, one drop out of a bucket of water or the ocean coming up and being separate for a moment. But when we start to work with Sahasrara and start to work with the energy here, we come back to that oneness. The drop that has become separate comes back into the ocean and becomes whole again. It's always whole. It always finds its way back. But when we actually let ourselves become whole and come back to 
the ocean or the bucket or the whole of everything that is, then we feel whole. So what pose in yin yoga can you do for Sahasrara? Well, you can do any of them, really. But I think this is a really nice place to do a yoga nidra, a full body meditation, relaxation meditation, or just come into Shavasana or just any meditation. I think that it's a really nice place to reflect on each of the chakras individually and then allow yourself to drop back into the wholeness, the ocean, and to feel that universal connection that is associated with this chakra. So that was a quick overview of our seven main chakras and how we can work with each chakra to redirect our energy upwards to find connection, universal oneness, and let the drop that we sometimes feel like we are become one with the ocean. If you have anything to add, if you need anything cleared up, I'd love for you to get in touch with me. My email is theyinmethod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at theyinmethod. My website is theyinmethod.com. And if you sign up to my mailing list, you can have access to two free eBooks. One is practical tips for teaching yoga. One is the basics of practicing yin yoga. And so head on over and do that if you'd like. I also have a full yin yoga pose library over there. Thank you so much for being here. If you're on iTunes, leave me a rating and a review. I'd love to hear from you. If you hear, if you listen to the show, please let me know. Uh, if you'd like to share it on Instagram, that'd be great. Tell people about it if you think they'd get something out of this uh, podcast. All right. I'll catch you again next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.